0: Welcome to On the Record with Tiffany. There are heroes throughout San Antonio, men and women that go the extra mile to make lives better. During the next hour, you'll be inspired as we introduce you to these unsung heroes. And now, here's your host, Tiffany Jones Smith. And we are back with another episode of On the Record with Tiffany. Normally, I have multiple guests, but today, We're going to talk a little bit about uh, Texas Kidney Foundation, my day job, and why we're doing On the Record with Tiffany and why I do what I do. Well, let me give you a little bit of history on Texas Kidney Foundation. We started in 2011, and that was when uh, the National Kidney Foundation left San Antonio. so. Unfortunately, they didn't take kidney disease with them. So, <laughs> we we had to uh fill in and figure out what to do to lend services to the patients of our area and down towards the border which is the hardest hit area for kidney disease in the country. It was a a, a difficult undertaking, but a group of uh professionals and patients in the from the area decided uh, to start a foundation to provide patient services, to uh, try to address the needs of the community uh, and the patients that that uh, we were serving, and the the growing uh, problem of kidney disease. So, uh, in two thousand seventeen, I took over Texas Kidney Foundation. And at that point, we had evolved into an organization that uh, had some basic tenets, which were to uh, become a force in the the region to stop kidney disease or slow the progression of kidney disease and to increase transplantation. Um, for kidney patients, for, for those in needs, need of a kidney. Um, so based on that, uh, when I took over, the, the organization was, was um, in need of some help. We needed some uh, uh, better processes and procedures and, and uh, um, a game plan. You know, a three to five year plan. How are we, how are we going to execute? What are we going to do? Um, and so I decided that that uh, we would execute around disease mitigation or slowing or stopping the disease, and that we would do that by raising awareness, uh, affecting policy, and promoting patients being empowered, you have agency. You have the ability to change your situation, and let us show you how. So all programs, everything in relationship to Texas Kidney Foundation went from uh, this hodgepodge of of, uh, chaos to us beginning to refine and define each area of the organization. While at the same time, finding the people that were the right fit. How were how we to move forward, and what was that going to look like for us as an agency, as a company, um, and as a group? Um, so we began to develop uh, what would be the game plan for Texas Kidney Foundation and in doing that you know my background is is uh journalism and foreign service uh those were were my degrees and then um, working with uh Baylor University and Rice University so I, I i definitely had a a background steeped in academia so with that uh i began at the beginning, which was as a student, and went straight to um, the National Institute of Health to find out what is it that we're doing. What are we doing behind the scenes? What are the the most powerful minds in research, and uh, and on the what would, can only be considered the the healthcare academic side of of of. Uh, of patient care, what were they doing? What were the? What's the upper echelon, the researchers? What are they doing? And how are they addressing kidney disease? Because uh, as many of you know, I took on the job because I lost nine family members to chronic kidney disease. Now, when I say that, you know, for some people that sounds like a sound bite. Okay, this is, you know, you know, everybody has a story, and everybody wants to tell their story. But in my case, the nine family members is the, the reason why I do the job that I do. Because with nine people gone, I took this job trying to find out what happened. What happened in my family. Because if I could... Identify what happened in mine. Maybe I can identify what hap- what's happening in yours. So, in my search for it, I, I felt that there was something genetic. That there had to be some sort of allele or link. Some sort of genetic link that was uh, propelling uh, disease progression. At least in some of us. Uh, I keep a uh, a uh, inspiration page you know, and it has uh, on that page it has a list of all of the the family members that I've lost and close friends to to chronic kidney disease Now if you knew the, these people you would know that when you list them out and look at their names, you can see that entire families are are being. Affected, and in looking at that every day, it reinforced to me that even when people are telling me no, that I'm that I'm wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, and these are intelligent people telling me that we're wrong. I knew I was right. That there had to be some sort of genetic connection. Well, that's where I began looking for for what is the connection? What is it? What's causing this? And how can we bring these two things into communion and, and work with people? Figure out what's wrong and work with people. So as we, as I got into this, I looked and began to get to know the people on the team and just looked at the industry and what was going on um, and saw that often because of the population that we serve, we serve the underserved, that uh, there was a that'll do it mentality. Eh, they're they're used to, to having less than. It won't matter if we have this this event at, at some place that's not patient-friendly. Or if we give the patients food, give people that have that are in renal failure food, that's, that's uh, not good for them. They're used to it. I kept hearing that same phrase, they're used to it. And I thought, is this really how we want to treat people? Are we called to give people just enough? Are we called to have a that'll do it mentality? Or am I going to follow what I know as a Christian I'm called to do? Which is every time I read my Bible, I'm called to do, to provide excellence, to be God's best and to give God's best. So from the onset, I told everybody under my leadership, we would bring the best. We would find the best technology. We would find the best people. But we would and will deliver the best. And only the best. Because every person that walks the earth, they're all God's people. And that's how we roll at Texas Kidney Foundation. we would be doing things based on that, not based on anything else. So that would be our first standard that we would set. We're starting with the best. We will seek out the best. And we will follow the things that we say we hold dear, which is early detection disease mitigation, awareness, education, and support. But we would be the best in all of those areas. Stick with me for a few more minutes. Come back in our next segment so you can hear how this is turning out. What does early detection look like? And let me tell you about a few of the things that we've done in the last four years that we've been pushing forward on our quest to raise awareness on about chronic kidney disease and change the trajectory of this disease in the state of Texas and beyond. And you've been listening to On the Record with Tiffany, and I'm your host, Tiffany Jones-Smith. And let's come on back and talk a little bit more about chronic kidney disease. I'm Tiffany Smith, Chief Executive Officer of the Texas Kidney Foundation, and I'm here to talk to you about your kidney health. Health is the most important asset we possess. COVID-19 has exposed the unhealthy nature of our population. One in three Americans are at risk for chronic kidney disease. In absolute numbers, that translates into about 600,000 San Antonians. Have you been diagnosed with diabetes? Have you been diagnosed with hypertension? Do you take blood pressure medicine? Do you have heart disease? Have you experienced heart failure? Do you have a history of dialysis or kidney failure in your family? If you said yes to two or more of those questions, you need to come and see us. Are you a part of that one in three? Is your sister? Is your brother? Is your mother? Texas Kidney Foundation offers free screenings. All you have to do is go to our website www.txkidney.org. Check out our free screenings. You can either come to our office for an in-office visit, or we can come to you. You can schedule a screening or go to a screening near you. And we're back on 930 AM The Answer with On the Record with Tiffany, and I'm your host, Tiffany Jones-Smith. And we're just talking a little bit about Texas Kidney Foundation and how it's been going for the last four years with the organization as we've pivoted and changed how we do things and how we address chronic kidney disease. Well, over the last four years... A lot has changed with the Texas Kidney Foundation. In our last segment, I I, uh, talked about us going to the National Institute of Health. Well, as we always do, we made friends and and, uh, learned a lot from the team at the National Institute of Health, uh, specifically from uh, Dr. Jeffrey Cobb and Dr. Rob Starr. There, there was so much, there's so much in the the world of kidneys, um, but they have, they have really done their part in, in catching up and and helping um, to move the research along for kidney patients. Um, initially, uh, someone made the decision, um, in in. The beginning of of chronic kidney disease, someone made the decision to uh, not biopsy kidney patients, which was a a poor decision. And Dr. Rob Starr went back and corrected that and began to take uh, biopsies and examine those biopsies because kidney patients, um, the kidney is very complex um, and so we had, you know, we, we were very, very fortunate with, at Texas Kidney Foundation to, to get to take part in, in, uh, in working with the National Institute of Health and, and listening in on many of their, their uh, studies and lectures, and uh, they're wonderful about providing information. Uh, so as much information as you think you can hold you can <laughs> you can get from the National Institute of Health. So we began there. We began working with them to see what is it what's within the scope of of uh, of our power. You know, you measure a problem from what your capacity is to the solving of the problem. And we knew that uh, we would need partnerships. We would need to join with others in order to, uh, to solve the problem of chronic kidney disease and to get our, our underserved population served. So we began to look at technology. What's the best technology? Um, we found a creatinine statin meter by, uh, made by Nova Biomedical. So we began to work with Nova Biomedical and their team. And uh, we did use the creatinine creatinine statin meter to uh, measure kidney function out in the field, which means that we went out and took kidney screenings to the public, which hadn't been done in the manner that we're doing it and still has not. Uh, We take the creatinine statin meter and we can go any place. We do not need a laboratory. We do not need anything other than a table and uh, uh, an air-conditioned spot. And even when we when we find ourselves in an outdoors, uh, we can screen for so many hours uh, with the creatinine statin meter with without any problems. So we were then able to make our, our uh, testing portable. So that meant we could go all over the state of Texas, which we do, um, and service people uh, with our creatinine statin meters. So that was one of the first things that, that we did is, is increased our capacity to test. So we began to expand out into um, all of the counties uh, across the state, outside of Bear County, because uh, prior to to 2017, we concentrated mainly in Bear County. We did a few little jaunts here and there, but uh, our work was done uh, mostly in in Bear County. So we began to harness technology. Technology. Uh, as anyone can see, was going to be an important tool for Texas Kidney Foundation. But we also saw that that uh, patient empowerment was was as important as the technology is. Because teaching patients that they have agency, that they have the ability to control their destiny, to take control of their their health. At whatever stage of uh, kidney disease they may find themselves at, they have the control to, they have the power to take, take ownership and to begin to move the needle. That concept uh, we utilized. We utilized in our live it up and we began to rebrand rebrand the program so we utilized that concept in our our live it up in our kidney checks uh, and began to to uh, a whole new way of thinking which is powerful for the patient powerful for us uh, and powerful for for uh, the caregivers Uh, we began to to bring in patients caregivers Uh, and their family members so that we could um, assist them where they are right now with their needs. It seems like a simple concept. It was life-changing for the life of our organization and life-changing for those individuals that we encountered employing, the techniques that we were developing under patient leadership, um, and that was key for us, is, is involving patients in in every aspect of what we were doing and how the organization was being led. It's polling those patients, talking with them, evaluating what we each each little piece of the puzzle that makes up Texas Kidney Foundation. Patients are the most important tool that we have in our arsenal. Patients. Because we're not for those who are dealing with the difficulty of chronic kidney disease. The most vulnerable in our population, we wouldn't be able to make the best Uh, decisions as an organization for the people that we serve. We let them give us the guidance on where to make our decisions and what and how we should make those decisions. And that's been uh, a pivotal change and a very beneficial change to the organization. Once we started moving down that road. It has been a successful, amazing journey, uh, walking hand in hand with the kidney population. Every time we go to a dialysis unit, every time we go to, to uh, a health fair, every time we go to a church, a community center. Um, Every time we go to the places where the people that we serve are located, it is a dynamic, life-affirming and agency-affirming experience because to see the work that everyone is putting in and to see the time that the people we are serving are putting in to help serve each other and the time that our team is putting in, to watch the TKF team is, is, is rewarding and beneficial to our community. To watch them uh, reach out, listen, and apply what we've learned to our programs and our organization. It's one of the best decisions uh, we've made as an agency. You're listening to On the Record with Tiffany, and I'm your host, uh, Tiffany Smith. We're on my favorite radio station, 9.30 a.m., The Answer, a place where you can listen learn, question, and comment on what's going on out there. So, you're going to hear my opinions, my guests' opinions, but today you're going to hear why it is that I'm doing what I'm doing, and how much I think this benefits uh, Texas Kidney Foundation, how much... We've changed and grown as an organization. and It's just the patients that we serve, we're grateful to them for all that they've done for us. And you're listening to On the Record with Tiffany. I'm Tiffany Smith, Chief Executive Officer of the Texas Kidney Foundation. And I'm here to talk to you about your kidney health. Health is the most important asset we possess. COVID-19 has exposed the unhealthy nature of our population. One in three Americans are at risk for chronic kidney disease. In absolute numbers, that translates into about 600,000 San Antonians. Have you been diagnosed with diabetes? Have you been diagnosed with hypertension? Do you take blood pressure medicine? Do you have heart disease? Have you experienced heart failure? Do you have a history of dialysis or kidney failure in your family? If you said yes to two or more of those questions, you need to come and see us. Are you a part of that one in three? Is your sister? Is your brother? Is your mother? Texas Kidney Foundation offers free screenings. All you have to do is go to our website, www.txkidney.org. Check out our free screenings. You can either come to our office for an in-office visit, or we can come to you. You can schedule a screening or go to a screening near you. And we're back with On the Record with Tiffany. And uh, here on 930 AM, The Answer. Um, so... Texas Kidney Foundation's main tenants are: we're looking for, we're we're conducting early detection screenings of uh, chronic kidney disease. Well, we're doing far more than that, but that's the first step in disease mitigation: early detection. With our screenings, we started looking at all kinds of other. Types of technology. Okay, so we we found the creatinine statin meter. Then we began to go out into the community, all over the state, screening, looking at at uh, early detection for chronic kidney disease, and we screened many thousands over the last four years. Our largest year was was uh, over forty five hundred people screened then COVID-19 hit, that was, uh, it was a humbling time for everybody, Uh, but it was also a very empowering time because when COVID-19 happened, everything stopped and we had to really think about, okay, we're locked in our homes. How? do we address chronic kidney disease? Because the disease is continuing. And it's actually, you know, information started to emerge as as, uh, researchers and scientists began to collect data on COVID-19. And so we started to see COVID-19 acting as an AKI. So what does that mean? What was that going to mean in terms of... of, uh, In terms of disease progression. An AKI is an acute kidney injury. So that means that people were going into the hospital with COVID-19 and leaving the hospital with some stage of kidney disease. And the percentages were high. 46% of the people were going into the hospital with some stage with uh, COVID 19, we're leaving with some stage of kidney disease. So, if that hospitalized population was reflective of the non hospitalized population, we were looking at something substantial in the way of, of uh, the COVID 19 numbers expanding. Well, uh, expanding the, the kidney disease population. Well, the kidney disease population was already, you know, one in three uh, across the United States. One in three are at risk for kidney disease. Well, that's significant. That means that when you're sitting on your church pew or you're walking through the H-E-B or shopping at Forever 21 uh You look around and you see six people, two of those people have some form or some stage of kidney disease and they don't know that they have it. Now, think about those numbers growing exponentially with COVID 19 because. Right now, we have over 2 million people who are in recovery from COVID-19 in the state of Texas. So if that's the case, the numbers alone uh, on 2 million are significant. So that made us rethink and retool everything. Now, from the beginning, uh, part of my leadership plan was that we would we would, uh, as an organization, affect policy change. The only way you change things in the United States is not through marches and protests and uh, uh, long conversations into the night with politicians. The way that you change things in the United States is policy. You have to write bills. You have to... uh, Pass legislation. That's how things change in the United States. That's the beauty of the United States, is that you have the ability to talk about the country and all the things you like or dislike within this nation, and then you can go home, and no one's going to pick you up and drag you off to unknown parts to do whatever to you that's called freedom. So we knew from the beginning that we would have to change some policy here and begin to look at policy. But as COVID-19 took over and we started seeing um, all manner of, of, of things change and we knew that, that awareness coupled with, with uh, early detection, uh, support, education, and policy change. When you combined all of those things, we would have to address every single area and have a plan for each one. So we uh, just hunkered down and began to plan you know there was radio silence from Texas Kidney Foundation not radio silence but there was a, you know we we were planning and writing and developing and doing focus groups and all of the things that are required to create a best product to create something that is uh worthy of the people of this great state and the people that we serve. And so we uh, we sat down and created Silent But Deadly and tested it on focus groups, uh, churches, people, um, people in general, family, friends, <laughs> everybody that we could talk to about uh, chronic kidney disease. And began to, and began this this campaign, which we rolled out with the uh, mayor of San Antonio and a world-renowned uh, uh, kidney transplant uh, surgeon, uh, Dr. Francisco Siguroa. And um, uh, we just went to the best uh, and brought in our patients and simply went after uh early detection of this disease and awareness of this disease on our own terms, which was we were we were going at it from every angle. We even got a um uh, an MMA fighter, Ray Rodriguez, to come out and and uh go after chronic kidney disease with us as well because we were just like, you know. We're going to stop this. No matter what, we're going to stop chronic kidney disease. We will. We are starting the first steps to stopping it. So we did all of those things and addressed uh, early detection, social determinants of health, patient empowerment, and just began to lay out what the path would be for each one under the silent but deadly umbrella. We also started looking at legislation. What does legislation look like? Um, well, in the midst of it all, we ended up with Winter Storm Uri. Winter Storm Uri came along. And Texas Kidney Foundation, once again, found ourselves inundated with calls from patients all over the state. Uh are in dire straits some of them, some of whom were even calling from uh, hospital rooms because the hospital itself couldn't provide, couldn't dialyze them because the hospital didn't have water per square inch you know uh, an unprecedented experience another one a word that that seems to have been used a lot in the last 18 months unprecedented you know. But a phrase that we use a lot at Texas Kidney Foundation is, for just such a time as this. Because Texas Kidney Foundation was prepared. We were preparing. We were storing up. We were doing what it is that Christians do. Hunkering down, thinking through the problem, praying through the problem, And getting ourselves ready for what needed to be done next. In our next segment, I'm going to tell you what that ended up being. What's next? Oh, we've got something that's only God-powered that's next. (laughs) And you've been listening to On the Record with Tiffany. I'm Tiffany Smith, your host. And let's talk a little bit more about what's happening in the world of kidneys, because some great things are happening now, and and I believe that it's all all uh, God centered and God powered. So let's let's talk about what He can do in the next segment of on the record with Tiffany. So come on back and listen. I'm Tiffany Smith, Chief Executive Officer of the Texas Kidney Foundation, and I'm here to talk to you about your kidney health. Health is the most important asset we possess. COVID-19 has exposed the unhealthy nature of our population. One in three Americans are at risk for chronic kidney disease. In absolute numbers, that translates into about 600,000 San Antonians. Have you been diagnosed with diabetes? Have you been diagnosed with hypertension? Do you take blood pressure medicine? Do you have heart disease? Have you experienced heart failure? Do you have a history of dialysis or kidney failure in your family? If you said yes to two or more of those questions, you need to come and see us. Are you a part of that one in three? Is your sister? Is your brother? Is your mother? Texas Kidney Foundation offers free screenings. All you have to do is go to our website www.txkidney.org. Check out our free screenings. You can either come to our office for an in-office visit, or we can come to you. You can schedule a screening or go to a screening near you. And we're back. It's On The Record with Tiffany, and I'm your host, Tiffany Smith. We're here on 930 AM The Answer. So, how do we get to this point? What happened next with Texas Kidney Foundation? Well, you know, I was planning in one of our planning sessions and just decided it was a, it was, uh, I was telling my producer, it was a God-centered moment because uh, I was just like, we will, We want to stop this disease in its tracks. We want to make sure that the way it has ravaged my family, ravaged thousands of other families, millions across this nation, um, that it doesn't. We don't want to give it a chance. We want to stop this disease. And that seems like such an overwhelming statement to make. But if we don't attack it from every angle, with the same ferocious vigor that it attacks our bodies with, we will not win. We have to have that Texas ingenuity. We have to be tenacious and just unyielding, you know, True Texans just going at this. And I was like, heck, yeah, that's exactly what we're going to do. That's exactly what we're going to do. Because, you know, when you're in the world of science, when you're talking to scientists, nobody ever wants to say say things like, we're going to stop this. You know, the scientists are very specific in, in what they say and how they say it. So, no, you, it's rare for you to hear them make a statement that is uh, sweeping. Or all-encompassing. The word choice is very important to uh, physicians, scientists. Um, So they, they, you rarely hear them say, "We're going to stop this disease." You know, you will see organizations that will make that claim, but but uh, the sheer who's in those organizations uh, lets you know that the claim is probably. Not as true as the, what they're saying, you know, because they they're making a lot of money off of off of the disease continuing on but but um uh, we were like, no, we're gonna stop this, um, and we know that that in order to stop something, you have to look at the problem, dissect the problem, and uh in the United States in order to stop anything. Policy has to be written. You begin to set policy and look at what types of policy needs to be written. Well, first, what has to happen? What, you know, nobody knows anything about kidney disease. Hmm. Nobody knows anything about kidney disease. And that's just an interesting thing, considering that there has been huge organizations that make huge amounts of money every single year. And they've been around for 30, 40 years and are supposed to be the purveyors of all information in regards to kidneys um, and awareness. And yet, there are kidney dialysis units there are over 50 of them in the city of San Antonio alone. Over 750 throughout the great state of Texas. And if you go into the very neighborhoods that are peppered with uh, dialysis units, and you begin to talk to people on the streets about dialysis, they don't really know much about dialysis or kidney disease. So you like, okay, uh, all of this exists yet people don't don't know that much about it we don't see commercials on television about it you would think that there would be like tons of of information in regards to kidney disease how one gets to move towards transplantation you know what causes kidney disease just what are the the leading factors for kidney disease just simple pimple what What starts this? You know, how does it get started? We didn't see the numbers that we should have seen on that. And so we began at the beginning with with our awareness, with Silent But Deadly. And then we added here this legislative session, prioritization prioritization of kidney patients which one would think that we would be considered since we are a vulnerable group a vulnerable population that we would be a priority population 120 billion dollars 120 billion with a b is spent every year on chronic kidney disease 120 billion dollars 120 billion reasons why uh, kidney patients should be prioritized and should be considered a vulnerable population. Um, well, this legislative session, we saw kidney patients take uh, their rightful place at the table now that, you know, after. Uh, Winter Storm Yuri. Legislators who who had some skin in the game, um, and who had a connection to kidney disease. Um, the the legislator I think of as uh, a kidney champion is uh, Senator Boris Miles. Uh, he put together Senate Bill eighteen seventy six and um, which prioritizes kidney patients. We saw more fervor towards kidney patients and making sure that that we do not experience what we did during Winter Storm Uri again. Good pieces of legislation uh, were put forth and passed. Senate Bill 1876 passed. Senate Bill 3 with an amendment... Uh, that added, um, house bill 2275 to it. Um, and that particular bill, uh, under sub, sub chapter J, um, that particular bill adds, uh, an account Four accounts. The four accounts are for infrastructure. It's called the, uh, a uh, critical infrastructure bill. That's what uh, House Bill 2275 was called. Uh, so, critical infrastructure would be uh, making sure that the power and the water work. What has to be done in order to do that is we needed generators. We needed generators at the the water treatment centers, generators, uh, and maintenance, um, certain types of maintenance across the uh, power grid, and we've got multiple sources of power in the state of Texas, so, and each one of them had their own needs for, um, for maintenance that, that had, over the last uh, two decades, been, been uh, neglected. Um, our legislators came through. They addressed it um house bill twenty two seventy five was authored by uh representative Erin Sweeney, and uh she had a comprehensive uh first step towards us us really making a change to, to, uh, the power grid. That was then added on to Senate bill three and it passed as well. It passed the Senate. So now both are on their way to the governor's desk. We, we have seen, and Texas kidney foundation, uh, spoke on the floor of the Senate for Senate Bill 1876 in support of it. And um, we uh, worked with uh, Representative Swiener, uh to champion the um, uh, 2275 and uh, to give voice uh, to kidney patients on, on that piece of, of legislation. So we, we have been... Um, instrumental in that, and also on a national scale. Uh, um, Texas Kidney Foundation, because of planning, thinking through how we would do uh, every leg of, of our journey, we have been able to change and set a path for the next leg of change for kidney patients. Now, instead of us just talking about what needs to be done, we've got legislative legs to make some things happen. We are now a priority group. We are now uh, looking at raising the bar legislatively. We've got our Chronic Kidney Disease Task Force, and it is strong. We've got strong leadership in Dr. Francisco sigueroa and we've got strong leaders within the Chronic Kidney Disease Task Force. So we are moving the ball. We are moving the needle for kidney patients across the state and we have become one of the agencies that the world is looking to in terms of making a difference for kidney patients. So, in a short period of time a great deal can happen and all it takes is Texas ingenuity. That's all it takes. You have to be willing to have your own motto. And our motto at Texas Kidney Foundation our our uh, our ethos is you can either join us or get out of the way cuz we're coming and we're going to make we're going to stop kidney disease for real. And you've been listening to on the record with Tiffany on 9:30 a.m. the answer You've been enjoying On the Record with Tiffany. We encourage you to share these stories with friends and family. You can listen to other shows by going to 930amtheanswer.com. And join us next week for On the Record with Tiffany on 930am The Answer.